Hello. Welcome to episode 98 of First Frames First. I am your more handsome and with more hair on the top of my head uh, host, Adrian Constant. And I'm Jay. Welcome. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've podcasted. Many, many, many moons. Um, and what I'm sure everyone's really excited for is to hear all about uh, Shifted and our updates. Um, but that's not what this episode's all about. What What are we doing in today's episode, Adrian? Well, we're actually going to chat to five authors who have all co-authored a book together called Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the Young Professionals Edition. And we're going to have everyone on the show with us tonight. And we are going to talk about the book and the process. It's currently on Indiegogo. And let me tell you something. I mean... They've almost reached their goal, so yeah. you know if Hopefully, we can help them, if we can help them push, you know, get over the edge there, that'd be really fantastic. What are the chances that we get so many live viewers that we push them over their goal in the next hour? Come on, that would be amazing. No, there's no way. There's there no is chance. a way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but <laughs> we will welcome the Swike team in a few moments. Uh, welcome back to First Frames First. Hey guys, I'm Adrian. And I'm Jay. We run Fable Forest Films. Right now, we're totally independent. What's the dream? Making crazy awesome film and television for the biggest studios. This podcast is our journey. And we're wow. live we're with everyone. Oh, this is unacceptable. Hold on a minute. Put, <laughs> oh, oh you have Adrian, to move the screen. Let's put Adrian on the bottom. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Love it. There, Love it. There we go. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll stay on the top. That's fine. Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. This is definitely the most people we've ever... Who has crying babies? <laughs> there's crying... There's cr Adrian, is that your crying babies? No. No? Okay, good. Not mine either. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. Um, Adrian, take it away. Um, well, first of all, we'd like to welcome all of you. And I would like to say that, you know, writing a book, this is not a small thing. This is a, this is a serious endeavor that a lot of people try and a lot of people don't get right. And you guys have done that. So first off, I'd just love to congratulate you guys on all having done this and being part of the process. This is amazing. And uh, I'd like to turn it over to Luki to introduce your team. Talk yeah, about sure. uh, talk about the these crazy characters that you brought together for the book. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Adrian and Jay, for hosting us. And uh, yeah, so these crazy cast of characters uh, are here, <laughs> and and they helped me put together this this book. So, quick introduction: Luki Danu Karyanto. Uh, Luki is fine. Don't worry about the last name. Um, I'm. I'm Indonesian. Most people are curious about where that last name came from, and it's it's a very made up name because uh, my dad actually uh, he he literally made it up um, due oh, to some wow. civil unrest in the, the country. So I'm actually, as you can probably tell if you're watching on the video, I'm ancestrally Chinese, and and we're actually part of the the Chan or Tan lineage, and that's uh, wh wh where my um, how my dad was born. And if you're ever in Indonesia and need a resourceful worker. You can ask for a Dadu Karyanto and maybe they'll get you one, right? So that's kind of where oh, it is. Wow. But, um, so my background is uh, I, I did computer science. I was in business and management consulting. 
And then I try to figure out like, what did I actually want to do when I grew up? Because uh, I was on a pretty good career path, but I, I wasn't fulfilled, right? It was one of those things where I uh, went off and said like, is this what I want to keep doing with my life? And part of it was figuring out, okay, what are some of the lessons learned? What did I get? And that's where Swike came up. So the stuff mm -hmm. I wish I knew earlier, uh, it was previously uh, what you didn't know you needed to know, but I couldn't have a good acronym with like Yudinkanikanik or something. So it became <laughs> stuff I wish I knew earlier, which became Swike. Um, so Just put so. that together. And then uh, like the, the first book came out and uh, there's a lot of great feedback. It was the students edition. So a lot of folks who were uh, going into uh, school and trying to figure out like how do we become successful. Uh, a lot of great feedback there. And then a lot of folks were like, well, what's next? When's the next edition? And I was like, well, you know what? Even though I wrote a book, I, I, I'm not really that big of a writer. So it, I guess the, the laziness in me uh, said that, you know what? What if I could only write uh, one-fifth of a book by getting four co-authors to, to help me? So that's how I kind of co-opted these folks uh, to, to uh, kind of sign up with me uh, in order to uh, put some of their skills and, and knowledge uh, and to, to the forefront and share their experiences. So the, the cast of characters, uh, I'd like to say that I uh, assembled the Avengers, so to speak, and each of them kind of bring a unique mix of, of kind of what happens after you graduate. Right. So as a young professional, uh, you went through school and a lot of your life is, is directed. But then what? Right? What do you do when, when you get out there? Like you're supposed to fend for yourself in, in the wild. Um, so my cast of characters in, in no particular order is is uh, uh, Tiffany Human, who basically takes us through kind of uh, career journeys. Right. So she talks about kind of jobs and, and, and landing something and then even uh, promotions and and. Uh, kind of moving up the, the corporate ladder, and even we'll, we'll talk. She'll she'll get into things like uh, salary negotiations, things like that. And then we have uh, Dave uh, Catalo, who uh, shares a little bit of his uh, kind of health uh, wellness insights. So I knew him uh, when he was a little chunkier and chubbier. And hopefully, he doesn't mind me saying that. And I watched his transformation, where now he uh, runs uh, um, half marathons, marathons, triathlons, and things like that. Uh, Paulson. He shares his financial knowledge, so he's an advisor there, and uh, we align in terms of like helping other beco others become more financially literate. And uh, Shalini, who kind of connected us with uh, you yourselves, and uh, she shares a lot of her insights from a from a mental wellness uh, perspective. So, given her uh, master's in um, psychology, then she shares a lot of that that wisdom. And uh, I think that's a lot of the fundamental stuff that growing up, you really have to take uh, um, control of. And me, I kind of fill in the blanks of everything from uh, like adulting, like, uh, what do you, how do you actually grow up? And even some of the, the more um, detailed the kind of like life skills that sometimes people take uh, for granted that they actually learn somehow. And it's, it's not that uh, they actually teach any of that stuff in school. <laughs> it's just stuff that sometimes people stumble on and figure out. So Hopefully that wasn't a long-winded introduction. That that kind of gives uh, a uh, some some information about kind of the the the, the process and and how I assembled these folks and uh, and and I guess a little bit on how we ended up here. So happy Very to cool. to chat a little bit more about anything that uh, that that comes up. Well, let, let's let's hear from some of the others. And Adrian, jump in and ask questions. But let's why don't we start with Tiffany, if that's okay? I see you're on mute. Uh, good job, everyone by for muting whilst, <laughs> whilst others are talking. Um, that's, that's 
whose pro tip is that uh, muting during uh, uh, <laughs> team meetings? Anyways, let's let's get Tiffany. Why don't you give us a, a like a, a sousan, a little a little piece of, of what your section is all about, and and maybe like um, you know so, a couple of your some of your best tips. Oh yes, sure, and happy to, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. Uh, and honestly, based off of what Luki shared, it it was also a huge inspiration for me in becoming a career strategy coach, um, and a lot of the insights that I bring into my section of the book. Because before this, I was also in a corporate path for about 13 years, um, and similar to Luki's insights, you know, there's a lot that you're not prepared for. You know, school is great in, in teaching you a lot of the hard skills or technical skills, depending what kind of function you're looking to get into. But there's a lot of gaps. And in hindsight, I realized that, hey, if you're not addressing these types of gaps effectively, it could actually really stand in the way of your progression. And so that's a real theme that I carry through my section in the book from very outset as a young professional starting in their career to navigating their way through it. And this starts from the very initial stages of you know, job searching, interviewing, networking, uh, a lot of those skills that you hear about. But when it comes, you know, push come to shove, you really need to figure out, OK, well, what actually do I need to do? And if there's one thing I'm all about, both in this book and through my coaching, it's taking action. And so it's been a lot of fun to bring a lot of tangible, concrete tips right into this book, right into the journey that we've all created together so that as a young professional, we can really help fill in those gaps for you. Um, and then I would say it also leads in really nicely to once you're in your job, the, okay, well then what, right? It's one thing to get the job, great, amazing, congratulations, but then it's more, okay, well, where do you go from there? Um, and so that's where we talk a lot more around things like personal branding, communication, relationship building, uh, career path, uh, salary negotiation, which is a big one, right? I think even from my experience, I've heard so much that this really should be a class taught in university on how to negotiate. It really is a life skill too, but especially from a salary standpoint. Um, and I'd say also specifically for professional women where we don't always have that confidence to really negotiate. It was really fun putting that part into the book um, and really share some concrete tips there as well of exactly the type of flow and structure that you can have um, in setting yourself up for the most success. And then that transition very nicely into just the progression path and finding your career purpose and what does that look like? Because everyone's definition of career success is different. So maybe Jay, back to your point around some of those key tips, I'll, I'll maybe share three. The first is your control is yours, to, uh, sorry, your career, I should say, is yours to take control of. Um, that is that is a big message, right? Nothing is just gonna be handed your way. And even if it is, it's still better that you are the one directing that path. Um, and this book is gonna help really fill in a lot of those insights to help you navigate that. Um, another, just a big learning is don't compare your path to someone else's, right? You are unique. You have your own distinct place on this earth and seeing what's happening around you is sometimes good for creating curiosity and insight and intrigue, but not to get into your mindset and make you question yourself and your abilities, um, because that will once again, directly stand in the way of achieving what you're capable of. Um, and I'd say the third thing is, 
you know, just knowing that your career is meant to evolve. Look at Luki, look at myself as two prime examples as co-authors on the book where, I mean, Luki could, could answer this after, but I know for me, if you asked me a few years ago, if I would have ventured into career strategy coaching, I wouldn't have said yes. It was very much something that kind of happened in, in hindsight, I understand exactly how I got here, but a few years ago, it just wasn't necessarily something as top of mind in this way. And I think that's a good lesson that we bring into the book too, that, you know, you can have a career that is in a company. You could have a career that's in a different field. Entrepreneurship is right. definitely a career. So just bringing those different possibilities as well. That's awesome. Fantastic. Now, I, I will say one of the most important things from our perspective is definitely you know, keeping your eyes on your own work, you know, comparing yourself to others is a very dangerous game that just leads into a bad space, especially mm -hmm. since you don't know where, where other people have come from, where they're going to. And when you just look and on a surface level, you kind of just, well, that's where I want to be. And you just compare yourself to them. It's a bad game. That's no good yeah. for anyone. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to turn over a question to Paulson. Um, I'd like to ask you, uh, what was the last thing now you did the financial part of the book yeah what's the last thing that you what's the last stock you invested in uh <laughs> and also would you give us a, would you talk about your part of the book and some of the stuff you wrote about some of the tips and tricks? <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> last stock i invested in uh probably pretty boring probably an index i'd say of some sort <laughs> yeah 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 copy that but, yeah but Listen, but, listen, do you want to stuff you wish you knew earlier about a one and a half year old? <laughs> I can tell you something. <laughs> yeah, hey, talk to Luki, maybe the next book, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be doing the parents' edition soon enough. Uh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so excited to be here. And first off, thank you for, for having uh, all of us on the show tonight. Uh, I'd say for me, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, tackling finances, it's it always feels like it's uh, really daunting. I, I, I'll have to, uh, if I must confess, I, I'd say coming into the session because uh, doing this as a, you know, as a, as a career, right? I, I thought that it would be a breeze. I thought that writing about finance, I'll just whip out you know, everything I know, everything I've read from my 10 years of experience in this field, then it would be so easy, right? But uh, when push came to shove and you have to start, you know, putting words on paper or on the computer screen nowadays, it, it was so hard, right? Um, just to, 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 to be able to give advice that is uh, both educating, but without, um, without coming with too much bias and to present information in a way that is uh, universal. Because uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, Adrian and Tiffany, you referenced as well, everyone is coming from a different place and everyone is walking on a different path. They want to go to a different place, right? And I, I think for me, that's one thing that I've, I've come to really appreciate when you think about, you know, when you first take a step back and say, hey, I want to plan my finances. I want to tackle this. I want to get things under control, right? I mean, like, if you look, if you think historically and logically, right, it's, it's not rocket science, right? You either you make more or you spend less. Like, that's, <laughs> that's finances, <laughs> one-on-one, right? And but 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 their their life doesn't usually work that way, right? There are so many competing objectives. Um, there's so many twists and turns that can happen, 
And I, I think that for me, I've come to really appreciate that unless until you get to the point where you, you know, you're, you're clear on what your objectives are, what your goals are, what your values are, right? Um, what are those milestones that, that are upcoming? Those are really the, the building blocks. I always tell, you know, clients that these are the building blocks of a successful plan, right? And you want to really understand yourself, get to know yourself really well to, 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 to be able to, uh, plan out the money part because uh, money means different things to different people, right? Ultimately. Um, but when you take a step deeper and you start wrestling with some of the concepts that we talked about in the book, um, you know, we, we talk about things like, uh, should you rent versus buying? That's a hot topic. I think, uh, especially for, for young people in the city, but not, maybe not even young people, right? I think there are a lot of people that have, uh, you know, sit, to, turned away from that traditional, you have to own a home, uh, mindset to say, hey, we're going to rent for life and that's the choice that we make and, you know, it's worked out great for them, right? And you kind of wrestle through some of those concepts of, of uh, what that means. We talk about understanding, uh, navigating the, you know, financial system uh, in, in Canada because there's so many terms, there's so many uh, different types of accounts, different types of ways you can invest in, right? Like, you know, you start off with RSPs, TFSAs, joint account, cash accounts, uh, people that have businesses, corporate accounts, trusts, like it, it just keeps going <laughs> bigger and bigger, right? So so like it, it so we we try to navigate some of those spaces to say, hey, like how do you how do you navigate and plan your life accordingly so that you can use different accounts uh, strategically to your advantage, depending on what some of your what some of your goals could be, right? And uh, I, I a lot of it is drawn from both a professional career in this space but at the same time it's also a lot of it is based on uh the mistakes that my wife and i made along the way right where <laughs> maybe a couple of years uh into this whole crazy <laughs> thing of trying to manage finances uh even for us like we've gone through a lot of different iterations with our family in terms of how we plan our finances and what we strive to achieve or to strive and mark goals as and it's taking some of those learnings and uh breaking it down, condensing it, and, and trying to put the best information that we, we can into the book so that uh, hopefully it helps people, whether they are early in their careers or you know, even a little bit later on, uh, uh, get, get a strong foothold and uh, hopefully uh, be able to get a step ahead. So, yeah. All right. Well, late, later in the show, Paulson, you just that way we keep everyone. Give us this, the, the one secret to being rich, okay? Thanks. <laughs> sure. Right at the end. That's right. And uh, um, just just before yeah, we move on, yeah, do you talk at all about cryptocurrency? Does that does that feature? Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. uh, it well, I, I I describe what it is. I don't dive into it. Uh, yeah. I I'll preface by saying like a lot of people have different opinions of crypto. It's uh, it's hard professionally to to give a a solid answer just because it's constantly changing, right? I myself just you know, to for for sake of uh, full transparency, I have a small mining rig at home with a, a couple of GPUs, so I do mine cryptocurrency personally, and I love it. But I I, I would say that from a professional standpoint, obviously, it, it's an asset class that has a lot of risk and potential reward. There are probably uh, and probably a lot of you know where it will go will be impacted by how uh, legislation and governments decide to uh, crack down or control how how it's used. So. We'll see. It's exciting times. I like to put all my money in shovels because yeah. it never stops snowing. <laughs>
So there you go. <laughs> well, you don't want global warming then. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, that's the that's the only reason that I go to environmental rallies. It's because you have a, a shed full it's of shovels. I, that's right. I have a stock, hot, 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 lots of shovel stock options. You're a real jerk. You know that, yeah, Jay? I know. I know. Yeah. Sorry, right. everyone. <laughs> okay. On. Now, listen, I'm very curious to know about what Charlene had to write. Because, listen, a master's in psychology. Charlene has done so many things. She's been, I think, you know, you must have a degree in just about everything you can get a degree in. And um, what? Uh, talk a little bit about your section of the book. Uh, yeah, so so my section is mental health and, and mental wellness, and so um, funny thing is is I, uh, when when we met, um, so back in 2012 when I was living in Waterloo, I was working at BlackBerry. Uh, back then, I was a technical writer. I just graduated, uh, so I do have a, a math degree and a business degree uh, as my undergrad. Um, and why I'm laughing is is because I remember that I just I just recalled is the first time I was on on your guys podcast on first frames first was we were talking about um, Maslow's hierarchy and the hierarchy of needs and how does it all fit in and so this whole piece uh, of the book it it essentially uh, it's it's like my own personal journey. Uh, so if you talked to me back then, I would have thought it would be much more structured, much more methodical, much more kind of uh, you you go to school and then you graduate and then you get a job and then you get a bigger car and you get a bigger house and you keep going down down this path. And, um, and I remember one thing is when we when we chatted uh, last time is Adrian introduced me to this idea of masterclass. Um, you know, the master class classes. And I took a, because I have a math degree. What do I know about writing? How do I write stuff? Uh, never had to write a paper in my undergrad. Uh, started doing the psychology thing, mostly just to figure out how does my own brain work? Like, why do I make the choices I do? Why do I like the things that I do? Uh, and then once you get into how your own brain works, you start figuring out, oh, this is how other people's brains works. And this is how I can help them do the things that they want to do. So in my professional career, I had the opportunity to, to run a small firm uh, in Ottawa. And then uh, today what I do is consulting. So I essentially, I like to describe it in the sense that I help other people fulfill uh, their three things, the autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And so with this, this masterclass piece, um, Essentially, the whole idea with writing is you have to write a little bit uh, in the uncomfortable place. So if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, you feel a little bit nervous about how much you're sharing in the story because it is kind of essential to you. That's how I felt about uh, what I was writing in, in this piece. And so the pieces are on Maslow's hierarchy is uh, everyone a lot of people know about this hierarchy of needs, but right before he passed away, he had a sixth level, which is this idea of self um, self actualization. So the top level is mostly us achieving our success, our career, our love life, our relationships, our safety needs, all of these things. When you get to self actualization or and self transcendence, the sixth level, 
the point is or the purpose of your life is to start helping other people climb this this ladder and so this is my um when when I met Luki and and he talked about this book, even though I have no idea how to write a book, this is the first time I felt really nervous about it. But it just you have that feeling inside of you that says this is the right thing to do, and this is what I shared in the book. So how how we talk about every person's story is unique, and this this is my unique journey, my unique story to the world of meditation and mindfulness, self-care, figuring out my purpose. And, and my goal is by sharing my story, I can help you kind of find your story uh, and find the words, whether that's a book, whether that's like just being able to tell it to yourself, because stories are so much um, of what makes us human. And then this is where uh, this is this is why Adrian and I've been talking for so long is because we connect on this fundamental piece that stories are essential to to being human and and that's what I think first frames is all about that's what I think this book is all about these are all of our unique stories in these unique spaces uh, not to say this is the way to do it more to say here's what we tried these are some mistakes we made and these are some successes we had and hopefully you don't have to make the same mistakes that we do. So it's this idea of uh, hum humans are all about um, sort of building upon the previous generation. So this is our contribution back to that piece. 100%. I will say that the magnificence of humanity, in my opinion, is the fact that we are building one generation onto another generation. The fact that we are we bring the learning with us all the way like we're as smart as those humans were probably you know so many generations ago but really it's because we are building because we we bring it all with us as we go and we're standing on the shoulders of the people that come before us so 100% lessons being pushed forward i mean that's it's just so important to the survival of this little species so thank you, Shalini. Fantastic. That's amazing. Now, listen, we're going to talk to David about his triathlons. And before we talk to David, we would like, Jay, can you just put David on full screen there so that we can have a good look at it, at, at, at what he looks like? I sure, I sure can. Here we go. Look, okay, David, give us a smile and a thumbs up. <laughs> okay, now, Jay, show us the picture David sent us. All right, here we go. This, oh boy, David, <laughs> David, this was the transformation. Talk about uh, the story of uncomfortable sharing. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, David, your role in the book is talking about health and wellness. Um, can you talk a little bit about your journey and uh, some of the tidbits, some of the things you wrote about in the book? And uh, maybe Adrian a and I are very tricks. excited. To hear your tips about triathloning uh i tried he succeeded uh, you know let's hear some let's hear some great stories <laughs> all right all right sounds good um yeah so for myself i guess a little bit of background uh i did go to school at the university of waterloo for kinesiology uh took a management studies minor uh, so I do have uh, some knowledge base on that. Although when I graduated and I started to work, uh, I probably let a lot of what I knew slide to the side a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I joke that uh, 
you know how engaged couples tend to put a lot of effort into trying to look great for their wedding photos? That's the exact opposite of what uh, me and my wife did. <laughs> so, and that's uh, actually like pretty much uh, at, at that point there, um, those pictures were pretty much within my first couple of years of getting into the workforce. And uh, yeah, I, I think I, although I knew what I should be doing or desired to do, uh, I seemed to kind of get myself in a little bit of a rut that uh, I was I was busy. Uh, you know, there was uh, other priorities and tired at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, I kind of almost went on default or you call it the unconscious programming that, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, wasn't really doing the things that I, I knew I should be doing or, or really wanted to do once I started thinking about it. So, um, yeah, I, I think the as far as transition goes, uh, I started off, you know, trying to do some of those, you know, programs or little you hear the P90X, I'm not sure if you heard of that one, but uh, it was a, a training program that, okay, all in. I gave it a go, did my 90 days, and I saw results, and it was it was pretty good. But once it was done, then, okay, started to slip back into old, old habits, and there we go. So now, not only did I go back to where I was, I was a little bit worse off. So I was like, okay, back to square one. What do I do now? And uh, so there was a lot of trying to figure out um, what's the best approach. And uh, honestly, that's where I landed on the uh, lifestyle approach. And basically, forget about diets, forget about, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's the latest and greatest uh, thing that we can do. And uh, just tied into uh, creating a plan, trying to rally some support, who knew what I didn't know, and try to capture some of that information and see what I can use. And uh, and then as, as I go, just try to build it, you know, not so much a team, but uh, a community that uh, we can support each other and celebrate the small successes. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I started off by, uh, you know, I'm fortunate uh, my workplace offers a fitness facility that we can utilize. And uh, I started off by setting a goal that I just show up to the gym uh, every day of the week, you know, it, it like for the five days of the work day uh, for the work week. And, uh, you know, it didn't matter if I showed up for 10 minutes or if I was there for an hour. Uh, the goal was just to start showing up and i started you know building a habit building a routine and you know that that uh you know it, it kind of got me to the point where you know in my mind i, I set that uh, goal and I'm, I'm big about setting uh setting targets or talk about the laughable goal laughable target you know it's almost embarrassing even to voice and say um so i i set myself a laughable goal to run a marathon and uh, i thought no way that's never going to happen but you know what i'm going to throw that target out there uh, but in my mind, I was like, if I can actually do a 10K race, then I'll consider myself fit. And, you know, again, not saying that that's a, a marker to be fit uh, by any means, but in my mind, that's what I said. Uh, so anyways, as I was, uh, you know, working out, seeing some some changing in my condition, I'm like, you know what, I think I can do a, a 5K race. So, you know, I, I ended up signing up for a 5K race and uh, it went well. Uh, you know, I decided to do a couple more. Uh, it led to the idea of, well, why don't I try a 10K? And uh, I, I did a 10K race. And then, uh, you know, it took a, a couple friends, you know, pulling on my shoulder and said, hey, why don't you do a half marathon with me? And uh, I remember doing my first half marathon. It was out in uh, Blue Mountain. And uh, worst day to be running. I, I think we had, uh, yeah, up there, probably snow. But uh, it was, uh, I, I just remember the wind. And uh, it felt like I, I was running, but I wasn't moving. And uh, so actually the buddy I did it with, he went in front of me and acted as a shield as we uh, continued on through the race. So it was, uh, yeah, it was awesome <laughs> after it was done. <laughs> but 
so I did the, the half and, uh, and then came the time for that, uh, you know, again, that marathon, I'm like, do I try it? Uh, and again, uh, same friend kind of pulling my shoulders, like, Hey Dave, I, I found this race in Disney and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure I, I didn't mention, it, I don't know, uh, have, uh, four kids uh, right now. So going to Disney is a, a big thing. Um, at the time we had uh, three, the fourth was in, uh, in my wife's belly, but, uh, we, we ended up, uh, you know, he, he told me about the Dopey Challenge. Um, so I'll describe the Dopey Challenge. Uh, basically, it's a four-day race. You do a 5K on the Thursday. Uh, you do a, a 10K on the Friday, a half marathon on the Saturday, and then the full marathon on the Sunday. So here I am, uh, you know, thinking completing a marathon is uh, monumental as it is. Um, and I'm signing up for this crazy, uh, I, I think the, the name Dopey really, really earns that title. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I ended up uh, putting a year's worth of training and, uh, was able to get to the point where, uh, you know, the whole training was being able to, uh, run on fatigued legs. So, you know, I'm doing a, a long run on a Saturday and then another long run on a Sunday. And at first, uh, I tell you, Epsom salt baths were fantastic. I uh, definitely needed those. But, um, you know, afterwards, uh, it, you didn't feel it. And I'm like, wow. Um, so I'd say uh, it was when I completed that uh, final race, once I hit the marathon, uh, it was, uh, I guess, uh, an aha moment that it was like, holy smokes, I just did something that I once thought was impossible. And uh, honestly, it opened up my eyes to what else I can accomplish in life. And uh, I've been kind of taking that approach uh, from there out on. Fantastic. I'd just like to mention a couple of things that jumped out at me that I, that I feel are, are so important. And uh, one of them that you, you mentioned there that you just, you wanted to get yourself to the gym, even if you were just there for 10 minutes, but you were just trying to build the habit. I think it's so important when you're trying to build a habit. Don't, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Don't make these huge goals. Don't be like, I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to do this crazy, you know, I'm going to do 10 K's. I'm going to do, I'm going to do these heavy barbells. I'm going to do that. Just go to the gym and stand and just go and have a shower, but just get yourself to the gym every day for like a week. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And another thing that jumped out at me, which was so cool is that you kind of had a community, which, I mean, I think it's so important to have, like you had a buddy who was like, come on, let's go do this thing. And that's just such an important thing. Um, so I would also just like to, like, Luki, could I ask you what what does success look like with this book? If this book were to be were to hit the the level that you dreamed it would hit, what is that? I mean, I have no uh, like long or huge aspirations for it. For me, it's 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 getting the message out. Um, actually, the way that I approach this book is uh, I actually found a whole bunch of people that uh, were interested in, uh, I guess, achieving something, right? So similar to what uh, Dave said is like, well, um, he never thought he could run this marathon. And a lot of the folks here is like, well, I never thought I'd write a book, <laughs> that sort of thing. So it's a matter of, hey, I'm writing a book, let's do it together. So we kind of built our own little community <laughs> to write a book and and ended up doing that. So for me, it's, it's, uh, providing a, a voice for the folks uh, here. So uh, each and every one of them, I found inspiration from the, the things that uh, we, uh, that they did and the experiences they shared. Like some of the folks, like I've known for a long time, 
uh, and and some of them I, I met fairly recently, but but had had a, a connection, and just like like this seems like the the, the right thing to, to do. So so for me, it's uh, to be able to. Uh, one provide a platform for all these folks so that they can be immensely successful, and maybe I'll take a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> the other side is if uh, the the book ends up uh, in someone's hands, uh, they're they're a young professional out there, they uh, are have graduated and they're trying to figure things out, and this book inspires them to do something, uh, then th- that's uh, one of the the major things. So. Uh, one of my uh, thanks. Uh, one of my uh, goals out there is to actually be one of the quote unquote new billionaires, which is to uh, positively impact a billion people. Right. So for for me, it's it's doing things like the book, uh, some of the other content that I create is my hope to to get there because I, I did the calculation. And if I spent one second, which with each of those billion people, it would take me 32 years. <laughs> so I don't even have that time, kind of time. Uh, so something like a book would, would help scale a little bit. And then if uh, it, it could be extended out to the other folks here where, yeah, uh, uh, apparently each person when they grow up will probably uh, impact about 90,000 others uh, in, in a way. And hopefully, again, that's on a positive side. So if I extend kind of these four four times 90,000, that's getting me closer to the billion, right? That, that's a, kind of my, my selfish reason for, for doing that. Um, but but yeah, for, for me, it, it, it's not about like reaching any uh, top whatever list, which I don't mind if it ever hits those. <laughs> I really have no aspirations on that. Uh, but at the, at the same time, it's it's putting that message out there. And the thing is, my hope is to to create a lot more of these, right? So we, we joked about the uh, stuff I wish I knew earlier, parents edition, but that's already up here. I'm I'm already trying to figure out like what it is. But my kids are like six and eight, so yeah, may- maybe Dave will be invited uh, more because he's got four <laughs> an undertow. Uh, but like the entrepreneurs edition, the uh, well, uh, this is the young professional edition. What about the seasoned professional edition or the retiree or the career switchers or the whatever? Right, so. Could we turn this into maybe the, the filmmakers the, edition? I'm just saying, hundred percent, and and even individually, the the J edition, the Adrian edition. Like, why shouldn't you yeah. share your own uh, the stuff I wish I knew earlier? Because that's my hope is that everybody uh, they've learned a lot, right, in, through the course of their life, and the younger version of you, right, if they had that that one book, that one tidbit, that one swike that could change the course of their life, and they get it, well, that's worthwhile. Right. So uh, that is uh, kind of my intent. And and uh, the joke about me uh, kind of being one of the new billionaires is that, yeah, I definitely want to make that positive impact. Uh, but the joke afterwards is to uh, ask each one for a dollar afterwards. And uh, so hopefully that they'll, they'll be more than obliged to provide that if we've helped out. So, yeah, uh, go and fund the Indiegogo campaign. I think we're close to our target. <laughs> All right. Well, plan. if it. it, it, it if you if we want people to buy let's let's just let's just say <laughs> give us a couple of your tidbits from the book and then i know you said you filled in the gap give us a couple of those gaps oh man so for for me a lot of it is, is, is like i said assembling the, the avengers uh, I, I took it a little bit more on the uh, kind of lower level side where a lot of folks, uh, they're in different stages of life, right? So we actually talked a little bit on the kind of adulting side where uh, like some people, uh, when they grow up, they've been sheltered at home, right? So they don't know how to cook 
They don't know how to get around the city, that sort of thing. They've never used public transit, that sort of thing. So even doing something like getting lost and, and going somewhere, right? So there are some folks that I encounter that like they've only ever Ubered everywhere or got rides driven. So it, it's one of those things that, well, some people are like, no, that's not possible. It's like, well, yeah, I, I talk to a bunch of them <laughs> on a regular basis. So even something as, as simple as that, like for those of you who, who don't know how to cook, right? Just just go out there and, and experiment and you might be the greatest chef ever, but you have been holding yourself back because you thought you can't, right? A lot of it is, is to, to explore and uh, try these sort of things where um, you've never uh, thought that you could do in a million years, but you kind of realize, hey, maybe there's something to, the, to do, uh, so, something to this. And it could be something that I could latch on and, and get better. Or it could be just a failed experiment and you get to laugh about it and tell a story about it later on. But I think a lot of that exploration is out there. And and, and hopefully what the, the book shares uh, on its uh, whole self is that there, there's no one right way to do things, right? So we share a whole bunch of perspectives and it's purposeful where we have uh, a whole bunch of different authors from different backgrounds, different areas, and, and uh, we have uh, kids walking around in the background of some <laughs> somebody's um, video feed, and and you you can always expect the the unexpected that sort of thing, right? So I, I would encourage folks to to go and explore, to try to to listen to these perspectives, uh, find uh, the the swike, the stuff I wish I knew earlier about anybody that you respect, anybody that you're curious about, anybody that you're interested in, and then I think one of those uh, things I encourage folks to do is to share yours, right? So no matter where you are in life, I believe that you have a ton to teach someone, right? Now all you have to do is uh, figure out who that person is to teach, right? And it doesn't have to be through writing a book. It doesn't have to be through uh, creating a feature film. <laughs> it doesn't have to be through writing a blog post or whatever. Sometimes it's just a quick conversation or sometimes just a, a quick action to help someone there, right? Um, so yeah, so my, my parts of the book are... Uh, really to kind of showcase uh, a little bit about that kind of uh, growing up, right? Uh, and, and then each of us also have a little bit of uh, kind of, uh, I have Lukey's lessons uh, at, at the end of some of the sections where I kind of throw in my, my two cents uh, along each nice. of them. So even though they focus on other topics, uh, I, I, I get my uh, two cents in there once in a while as well. Okay, thank you. So I, I, have, a, I have a question and then, uh, and then Adrian, but then we'll, we'll do some rapid fire questions here. Um, for everybody. Um, and uh, so the, uh, part of our show is, uh, you know, we're indie filmmakers. You guys are, let's say, independent authors. Um, but so one of the questions that I would love to hear an answer for, for the audience is, um, can you talk a little bit about the business of writing and selling a book? And we'll try to, we'll try, I know it's probably huge, uh, like a lot, but maybe let's keep, keep it brief. But what what is involved with are you guys self-publishing i know you've got the indiegogo but then what happens from there um you know what is it just rough rough what does it cost to to uh print a book and you know like what give us some of the numbers and the business behind being authors just so that people could get a sense yeah, so so the traditional approach is to go to, with one of the publishing houses. They pay for everything. You get an advance, and you basically make, uh, I think it's something like a couple bucks per book, like two, two three, four uh, dollars a book. Uh, so for for those of you who are looking to make money off of writing a book, uh, that's 
not really what happens, <laughs> right? Uh, I, I heard the statistic that in, in Canada, even a best-selling book uh, is one that sells uh, over 5,000 copies in, in a 12-month period, right? So do 5,000 times 2 or $3, that's not really a, a lot of money, right? And that's for, with a best-selling book uh, in, in Canada, right? Um, right. So that's uh, in, in the traditional market, you would do that. The uh, other side is the self-publishing route where, so I think if you do something like a Kindle digital publishing, I think they take about uh, 70 per, uh, 30% of, of uh, or 35% of, of uh, the, whatever you list it for. So if it's a, like a $10 book, then, then they take whatever, uh, 350 and you make the, the, the rest, right? And what we did was we did uh, something in the middle. There's something called a, a hybrid publisher that uh, like the self-publishing is all you, right? Like you design the cover, you typeset everything, you have to get like the ISBN numbers and blah, 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 all those different things. Uh, and, and that takes a lot of effort. And there are these hybrid publishers popping up that help you uh, with, with uh, whatever it is that you need, right? So if you need more of something or less of something, then they'll help you with that. And uh, we, we went with uh, um, Iguana Books. So they're a, a, a small publisher out in the, uh, in, out of Toronto. And uh, they've, uh, well, they were the ones that, that uh, published my first book, which is kind of the, the reason why I went uh, with them for, for this one. And um, for, for us, uh, again, we, we, we self-publish, uh, sorry, we, we used a hybrid publisher. And the uh, crowdfunding campaign, the Indiegogo campaign, is really uh, just to sp spread the word, right? So the, the book will be available on uh, like Amazon and Indigo and Barnes and Noble later on. Uh, so it'll be available for a kind of retail purchase uh, online. Um, but the, the Indiegogo uh, campaign was is basically to to cover costs. So if you're asking uh, pretty much how, how much it costs to uh, uh, to publish a book, it's roughly on the order of uh, like the campaign. So it's about about 10k is probably what you're gonna gonna spend if you're to do a hybrid publisher. Now we we actually have a good relationship and are a little bit more cost effective that sort of thing. There are hybrid publishers that'll go 20, 40K, right? Uh, mm. e even more than that. And there are different ones uh, that do different things, right? Um, or uh, like I said, if you want to do less, right? Because uh, we had some editing services provided um, and, and a whole bunch of other things. If, if you want to do a lot more of that stuff yourself, it's it's even, even less expensive. Like if you really want to do it on your own, go to Kindle Digital Publishing, uh, create a PDF, upload it, and it's available on Amazon in like an hour, right? Wow. But you got to do it all yourself and you you can make whatever, uh, I think three bucks a book, four bucks a book <laughs> in order to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it depends on the number of pages that, that you have uh, uh, that, that does that. So hopefully that gives folks a, uh, a good sense. I mean, there's all sorts of details and all sorts of variability depending on whatever you do. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's kind of uh, my experience, our experience, and uh, hopefully that gives some some good context, um, but uh, yeah, your 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 mileage may vary. All right. Well, listen, I just checked in, and uh, you guys are at ninety seven percent of your flexible goal here, mm -hmm. uh, ninety seven hundred and sixty four bucks. So you know, Amazing. hopefully, hopefully you, you round it out soon. Um, make sure so it, your campaign runs until until the end of the year. Yep. And uh, go to Indiegogo and and there we got Swike S I W I K E. What? Buy buy their book. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. 
It's I'm stuff I'm trying you to wish you knew earlier. Uh, by the, the damn people book. That are, but people that are listening to the show. That's, what I'm, that's to, what I'm talking I trying to. to. I was trying to spell it. No, people that are oh. listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S-I-W-I-K-E. That's what you have to search for on Indiegogo. All right, there you go. Now, I, I have I just a couple of questions for Tiffany and Shalini. I have my question is is around and and Luki, f- feel free to jump in here. It's it's around and actually, David, you also spoke about this. It's around an, an aha moment, right? Where you where you you were in your life, you were doing your thing, you were you know the road of your life kind of opened up before you, and you 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 were like, um, I don't know about this. Can you can you talk a little bit about you know that your aha moment and uh, a, a moment in time where you sort of changed direction where you pivoted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can share first if you like. So, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, I didn't necessarily anticipate getting into the career strategy coaching field. Um, and to be honest, the first sort of inklings of this really trickled in when I was on my first maternity leave with my corporate work. And I was really excited. I kind of felt something stirring in me. And for context, although I, I studied marketing, I had a business degree, things I always really loved doing was like public speaking. I always kind of envisioned myself at as a, as a young, young person, more being maybe like a motivational speaker one day, but I went into the corporate route as a, as a marketing, uh, marketing professional. But on this first maternity leave, it started kind of coming back because I mean, for those of us who are on maternity leaves, you have some time for reflection. And at that moment, my husband was starting his own business. And so I kind of got a glimpse into what that entrepreneurial side was like. It sparked a lot of interest, but with reflection at that time, I knew my role in that moment was to really support him and be more of that sounding board and keep more of my corporate work at the time. So I kind of tabled the idea and I said, you know what, if it's still there in the back of my mind, let me just see what evolves. And then sure enough, I had another maternity leave and this is where that urge kind of came back, but even stronger and talking about aha moment, I I really kind of had this aha moment in like January of 2020. I'd been following a lot of different influential people, people I looked up to. And similar to what we were saying before about the comparison piece, I wasn't looking at them and saying from a negative headspace as to, ah, you know, like, why not me? Or, or, you know, what am I doing wrong? It was more of like, hmm, maybe this is something really worth exploring. And that's what kind of clicked for me. And if you have been on a maternity leave, you know it's very tiring and you don't have much time, uh, especially in those early months. And that was when my daughter was born. But I had this sudden urge of like, this is what I need to do. Like, I need to give it a shot. I need a bet on myself. I need to really pay it forward to this next generation of talent. Um, and similar to what we were all saying before around sharing your story. I was like, I have a feeling my story is going to connect, but also in that way of being very empathic and relatable. Uh, because I was coming from a coaching side of things where I was in those shoes as an employee, right? It wasn't the classical recruitment HR background of coaching. It was going through it myself and sharing a lot of those learnings. And so that was, I think, my aha moment that I never had that. And I really wished I had that. And so that was that thing that really pushed me over the edge that there's probably people out there 
who could benefit from having learned from my been there, done that experiences. Thank you. Fantastic. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah that, that, Sorry, Jay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Listen, check this, check this comment out yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on YouTube live. Here we go. Stuff I wish I knew earlier, just posted on my Twitter. I have the first edition from 2018 and gave it to oh, my nephew. He started UFT in 2021. I'll be ordering some more soon. Listen, you guys got to like get Google to hand this book out to all their co-op students. You know, <laughs> just get the, get the corporates to like, and then, and then pass them out for you, you know? Thanks, Neon. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks um, so much, Neon. Yeah. So I... I don't know if I have like a specific moment been thinking about this. Um, for me, the, the thing I can kind of talk to you is, um, for me, my whole career almost always seemed very like a ladder. It, it, it always seemed like, well, you go to school and you have to go to university and then you have to get a job and then you have to do all of these things. And even culturally, my background, um, uh, being Indian and, and being an immigrant to to Canada, it's just this is what you do. This is this ladder you have to climb, and you keep climbing it until by the time you're 30, you need to be a VP. By the time you're 40, you need to be a CEO. And and at some point, um, I even looked at doing my MBA and writing the GMAT and all of these things, and it it never it never clicked for me. It never felt right. What what well, I just remember, maybe the one moment is I remember um, having lunch with a colleague and she telling me about this, this program. And, and this is this uh, psychology program. It's all online. This was pre-COVID times. And this was maybe 2018. And I thought, oh, I'll never get in. I don't know how to write a paper. Um, so I tried it. I, I, ca I called them and I um, I talked to them and I, I sent in my application and I had a really awesome recruiting uh, person. I was still in contact with some of my professors from uh, my Wilfred Laurier days. And he just really encouraged me uh, to keep going on, on this path. And so the way I kind of did it is I said, well, how will I know that I'll even be successful in the psychology program? Uh, so what I did is I took a Coursera course. I said, okay, this is free no no consequences no money spent um let me actually take this course and let me take it for real let me actually do the assignments let me um watch the videos and everything about psychology just it didn't feel like work to me it just it and i just had this feeling where it was so fun um and i never had that feeling in my undergrad and and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this program. I'll just take it one course at a time. If I, at any point, if I don't like it, I can just drop out. There's no, no harm. Um, and here we are. Uh, what is it? 2018, I started. I'm still going. I still want to finish this. And each course I take, I always give myself this option. If you don't like it, it's okay. This is, um, it's, it's not something I chose. It's some, it's the first time I chose to do something that wasn't, climbing the ladder. The most people in my background is tech or technology, psychology, they would ask, well, why, why are you doing this? Like, how does this fit? What, what is the point of this? Um, so it, it never felt, um, it never felt like another certification or just something you do to get that 
those letters at the end of your name or it never felt like something I had to do. Um, in fact, kind of felt a little bit like the opposite. Most people would in, in my consulting world are really surprised when I tell them I'm doing this master's in psychology. They're, it's mostly like, why do you do this? And to me, that almost seems like a silly question. It's, like, it's, it's because it just feels good. And so the aha moment maybe was, maybe for the first time I was just listening to those feelings, that, that like excitement when something doesn't feel like work. Um, and to be honest, like I really found that you, when you look at other people and, and like every time I would look at Adrian and see this is how he felt about film. And I always knew that that everyone has that thing that they feel about this this way and they have to listen to it. Um, and, and so with, yeah. Yeah, dare I say it, uh, it, it sounds a lot like you, you found your element. Like, yeah. I mean, you can paint by numbers through your whole life and you can do the things that you feel are the right moves. And then sometimes you do something for you and you find your element. And really, I mean, one of the things, one of the telltale signs of finding your element is when time vanishes, when mm -hmm. you're able to sink into something, when it doesn't feel like work. I mean, these are really important parts of the puzzle. That's amazing. That's really great. Exactly. And then it becomes so easy to share it because you're mm -hmm. so excited. And I feel like talk, I could talk about it all the time. And that's mm -hmm. like how, how Tiffany talks about her career coaching, how Dave talks about um, this, this, this kinesiology and his, his stuff. It just feels, you can see the energy light up in their faces when they talk mm -hmm. about these things. Like humans are tuned into these things and these keys. And we can tell when someone is being genuine. We can tell when someone is doing the thing that they need to do because they need to pay the bills, right? We can, yeah, we yeah. can tell those things. Yeah. Now, are there any questions that you guys have for each other where you're kind of curious about the process that one of the other authors may have gone through? And you're like, I mean, I assume that you guys have read the book. And uh, is there a section in the book where you're like, how did they get to this story? Or do you have any questions for each other? How did he not already know that? I think the question that I had was for uh, Shalini, where um, essentially you were the one doing the section on mental health. And I know you were challenged with some kind of mental health <laughs> situations while you're writing the mental health section. So I'm just curious about like how that was like, was there, was it like therapeutic? Was it one where you got to learn on the fly, that sort of thing? Because it, it's one where I, I know we had conversations between it's like, is everything okay? <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm just curious if you're willing to share, I guess, mm -hmm. some of that process uh, along the way, because I always find it that I, I almost thought that, you know what, the person who is writing whatever section is going to go through whatever they're writing about <laughs> as they're writing the book. And, and that's probably the best way to learn. So I'd love if you're willing to share a little bit of that. Not for sure yeah no no totally fine um so so Luki's uh alluding to there was about a, a, a month or two in the um in the in the writing of the book where where I was kind of um having a tough time mentally having a tough time with with COVID with anxiety um I have a bunch uh I have family all over the world so I have, I have family in Zimbabwe I was born there uh, and then I have family in India. And so the situation with COVID, um, last year I spent most of the year unemployed. So there was just a lot of stuff 
externally that was happening. And writing the book felt kind of like this. Um, it felt at, at one point it just felt like this other thing that I had to do that was external. And it was like, I have no more to give. How do I, how do I find that piece? Uh, and the way, uh, so, so one, the, 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 the biggest thing was community. So, so all of these people here, uh, they completely understood. There was no questions asked. There was even like, like Ruki messaging, Tiffany messaging, all of them individually messaging and saying like, are you okay? Like, don't worry that this isn't like, we even delayed the, the writing part for about a month. So the, the first thing is having a space where people understand that you're human uh, is, is really important. But the, the second thing, and I would say even more important than the first thing is giving yourself the time to know that it is okay to not be okay. And so maybe it's serendipity, I, I don't know, but, but in, the, in the writing this book, it's, uh, and that's why I say it was a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit anxious writing these pieces because these, I, I chose to go, uh, at first I was kind of writing it in a very structural, very advice kind of giving way. And that felt like a chore. But when this experience happened, I switched to writing, well, what what is the thing that I know the most about? This is my story, my, my journey, my, my path. And so I started writing about it. And I do write about times in the book where I write like I'm struggling and in COVID times and it's this time. And um, I, I another piece that's really challenging is I started a new job, but I've never met most of my team uh, in person. Like I've all seen, like seen them online and, and I don't even know where my office is, uh, my physical office. I my office is, this is my office in my house. Um, and so the just not having those personal connections when I'm someone who's so attuned to that piece, uh, it, it definitely was challenging. But the 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 biggest lesson that that I learned is that it the more we share when we're not okay, people are people will surprise you in the sense that they get it, and it's not something that is. No one looks down upon you and no one says that you're um, you're weak or you're these, these are just stories we tell ourselves in our head. And when we start talking to ourselves like we like how our best friend would talk to us or how our mom would talk to us, those that's kind of the language you need to use for yourself. So it's it, it taught me to be more kind, kind to myself. That's because right. Because I was we, receiving we speak, kindness. We speak yeah. to ourselves in the crappiest way. It is horrible. The way that we speak to ourselves, we would never speak to another human being that way. So, yes, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Quick questions for everybody. Here we go. Uh, you guys are writing this book, and hopefully it changes somebody's life. They read it. They, it hits them right in the right moment, and they're able to, you know, build their life in a cool way, and they absolutely love it. Give us quickly one book that changed your life let's start with lukey so the book that changed my life was uh well the first one that kind of put me on this path was uh, i think it was called now break all the rules uh and and it was uh one where it, it was founded um based on strengths finder 
about kind of one of those personality assessments. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. I've never heard of, I've heard of like Myers-Briggs and those types of things, but this is a new one. And then it kind of got me, okay, what else don't I know about this stuff? So, so that was one where uh, it, it kind of turned me on. I was like, yeah. And then I took the assessment and it pointed me to the uh, path of, uh, of kind of coaching uh, where they have these things called your top five that you have. And they were all like maximizer, developer, learner, and stuff like that. The ones that really relate to uh, helping others reach their, their potential. Uh, and yeah, that, that's probably the, the book that, that set me uh, on this path. Uh, well, I mean, sure, there were other things that set me on this path, but if I were to pick a book, <laughs> that would have been the one that set me on this path. Amazing. And I'm putting Paulson, I'll put you on the spot next. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk from a, I guess, from a finance perspective, but one of the earliest books. So my background is actually not in uh, a finance, it's in uh, engineering. So I, I, I was one of those engineers that veered into the financial world. But I, I think a, a book that I read early on that really uh, put me on that right path, I think, is The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. So that's a, it's a great read. It's, it may get boring at times, but it's a great read for just, just understanding the mindset to, of what it takes to be a, be an investor. Right. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks Paulson. Tiffany. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my, my choice isn't actually going to be business related uh, or okay. tied to coaching, but uh, it's actually finding ultra by rich roll and uh, it came at a good time in my life where I was reevaluating my own health choices, lifestyle choices, and I, I found his story really inspiring and it, it prompted a lot of positive action for me. So funnily enough, it tied well with sort of that, that perspective change that I was saying before with that first maternity leave. And that's where a lot of things started shifting in a very positive direction, very much in control of my destiny and where I wanted to go. And I'd say that book played a played an important role in that for me. Thank you. David. Yeah, for, uh, for myself, I'll key in on one on the, the fitness and health side. Um, the 80-20 rule uh, by Pat Fitzgerald uh, really helped me kind of key into the fact where you know, as far as we tend to be, or again, maybe where I started was kind of like the weekend warrior, uh, you know, do, I'm, I'm going through my work week and then at the weekend comes, okay, I got to do something and I get out there and then I'm actually in such a bad shape after I do that on a Saturday morning that I don't want to do anything on Sunday and then go into the next week, right? Uh, whereas uh, he kind of ties into the 80-20 rule where we can actually spend 80% of our time in kind of a, a lower intensity type of workout um, and only 20 in that really high intensity bracket and uh, keep us in a condition where we can do it again the next day and the next day and not uh, feel that uh, fatigue. So that was really eye-opening uh, in, in that regard and kind of, you know, took some weight off to think, you know, I'm not failing. I'm just doing it wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Awesome. Thank you. Joe? Yeah. And then mine was, uh, it's called Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle. So it's like um, it's her own personal story. And, and basically the, the essence of what that book taught me was is that we all it, life is kind of like we're driving to our destination. Um, and so we're driving in this car. We know where our destination is, but we may not. We, like if I'm driving to New York City, I can't see New York City. I know where it is. I know what it looks like. Uh, sometimes it's nighttime. Sometimes it's daytime. Sometimes I have my brights on. 
but that's kind of so we only we we know kind of the next step we know where we're going next we can see that far ahead uh, but we can't see our destination so that's kind of what this book tells us amazing amazing and um for people that want to find you guys what's the now lukey you have your own podcast yep. that's the like podcast so people can probably hunt you down there we're, we're gonna put a, a link to that in the show notes where where do people do you guys all do your own consulting as well as writing like are if if people want to spend time learning from you all can people do that how what is your how do people sure. find you all is yeah it, is so link, linkedin the best way or sorry you can go on indiegogo and uh, get one of the perks which will <laughs> have uh consultation hours for each and every one of us so depending on which one you want to focus on or or all of us if you really want <laughs> take advantage <laughs> of all the perspectives might as well uh in invest in yourself uh, but for me it's probably linkedin is the best way to connect with me uh luki Danu Karyanto, that there's not a lot of. I will Danu put links. Karyanto. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, that would be the best way to tip to, to reach me. But uh, as, as Jay said, I do have uh, my own podcast, Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier. Uh, it's my, my channel is Focus Inspired if you want to take a look at it. Awesome. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll put links to all of you guys if that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, are we, are we going to do our, are we going to add one of our sections in here? Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it right now. Here we go. Desert Island. Movies. All, All right. right. Now, so usually we, we tell you guys what we're going to do before Jay plays the little clip, but now I will explain it. Basically, <laughs> listen, 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 this time it's got to be different. All right. This time it's got to be the five of you oh. have crashed on a desert island. And, and they have three each, movies. You each get to bring one movie. I'm sorry. It's got to okay. be one movie. All right. So you <laughs> one movie. That you can watch that, over and hey, over again. There you go. And hopefully don't get you murdered by the other people on the island. <laughs> let's start let's start with you, Tiffany. What's your what's your oh guilty pleasure that you can watch every day? Oh my gosh. Don't get me started, but I, I have to go with dirty dancing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Thank yeah. I can also recite it if I don't have the movie there. So these people will not <laughs> escape it regardless if the movie goes bust. Um, yeah, Dirty Dancing for sure. Amazing. Shaw, you're next. Huh, so hard. Um, I have to say The Dark Knight, the, the second one with Heath Ledger. I can also recite that movie. Yeah, awesome. Heath, man, come on. What a chance. Chris, Chris, Nolan, Chris Nolan is my, my hero. Okay, but listen. Have, have you guys was have too you guys watched? Cannon was next level, but can you far. watch that over and over again? Yeah, he went too far with Tenet. You're like, huh? My, my wife watched the trailer for the new Batman movie. No. And she was like, Oh, oh, they got to uh, make it darker than Chris yeah. Nolan's Batman. So yeah. I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah. Robert yeah. Pattinson, come on. I, Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed, everyone. Paulson. So. Yeah. Any movie with Leo, uh, I think, is, is especially. Yeah, is, is good. But he's awesome. um, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but in particular, I'd say, like, um, I'd say the the movie that The Departed is based on, Inferno Affairs, which is the. Uh, original hong kong made version mm -hmm. i think that comes to mind it's a great movie uh yeah so 
Fantastic. I haven't I haven't seen that. I didn't even know I mean, that the Departed was based on another movie. Yeah, it's based on Infernal Affairs, which stars um, a fellow called Andy Lau and another fellow called uh, uh, Tony Leung. And Tony Leung is the guy in Shang Chi that plays the father. So if you don't know, awesome. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Love that movie, David. Okay, yeah, for me, I'm a big Marvel fan, so I maybe the Avengers Endgame. I probably take that one there. Amazing. You can take all the Marvel movies. It's one. It's yeah. one you. It's one you. Oh, that's Lukey. The first one that popped into my head, and I don't know if uh, I could watch it over and over and over again, but I probably have. Is is uh, the Matrix? Um, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Uh, I I thought that was a. Uh, very interesting and uh, maybe fitting because I think I got unplugged from the matrix and I was like, what the hell happened now? <laughs> what do I do with that? I have to live off this uh, bush uh, and whatever and figure things out on my own. So that, that would probably be the one that I'd pick. Now, Amazing. are you excited for the new matrix? I am like uh, yeah. it's one where uh, I mean I didn't like the the second and the third movie. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of those two, but this one I, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful. Right, yeah. so at being hopeful, I'm quite excited. Fantastic. Almost removed, almost removed Lukey from the conversation. <laughs> That's what happens if you don't like the matrix. Oh, we move Lukey, you to the bottom. The bottom now. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I offended yeah. someone. Yeah, <laughs> me. That's all. And and the Wachowski. Oh, come on, um, guys. Thanks so much. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, listen, everyone out there, we're gonna put the link in in the. Uh, uh, the show notes, go buy the book. Uh, you got till the end of the year. And then afterwards, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be everywhere. Um, so thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And, Congratulations, um, guys. This yeah. is a big deal. So Writing huge. a book and getting it out there, a book that can help people. This is important stuff. So congratulations. Thanks so much for having us. And, yes, and we appreciate the, the opportunity. All right. We'll see you guys again. And uh, that that's it. That's the end of our show. Uh, we will... For whoever you know stayed this long, we will be back again. We we will podcast again. You will hear what's going on with Shifted. We are this close. Uh, so uh, hopefully we are almost there. So just so hang close. tight. So close. Yeah, uh, we will give an update in a future show. But until then, everyone, dream big, work hard. Bye, guys. Bye really hope you enjoyed the show wherever you watched or listened please leave us a comment or a review we really want to hear from you share the show with a friend you know they'll love us head over to our website thefableforest.com there's all kinds of great stuff poke around check it out see you all again in a couple weeks